Hi, this is Wayne Zell and welcome to Blueprint for Wealth, your video cast that's designed to help you realize your personal dreams of wealth and freedom. And it contains an educational moment right afterwards. But today, my special guest is Jackie Arambula, and she is an entrepreneur excellent. So welcome, Jackie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Wayne. Glad to be here. It's good to have you on. I met Jackie on a, a yacht. No, I, actually, we did go on a yacht together, but we were at a, at a, a seminar last year. And it was kind of cool because it was hosted by our friend Bobby Castro and the seminar. I was a speaker at the seminar. Jackie was an attendee and it was all for entrepreneurs. And what a great session, uh, series of sessions that we had there. It was very exciting and it was it was great to connect with Jackie and her husband, Eddie. And I want to know more about your background. But first, uh, tell me a little bit about BT Trucking, because that is the business that you started with, Eddie, I believe, and you guys have grown it. And where is it today? Tell us about BT Trucking. Absolutely. So again, Wayne, thank you for having me on today. And BT Trucking was a company that I started when I was in college and I was a communications major. And I decided, you know what? I need something to make some passive income. And my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, his family was in the trucking business and they kind of presented this entire business plan of, of how many millions of dollars we could make off of a, off of a truck. And I bought into it, not knowing <laughs> the, you know, the struggles and, and the fun stuff that was going to come along with it. Uh -huh. And so we, we bought a truck, each of us bought our own truck and we started a trucking company and grew that into a brokerage. And what we do is very specific. So we haul dirt, sand, and gravel in California, Arizona, and Nevada. And it's a, a niche part of trucking. It's not your typical, you know, on the road, long haul type of, of trucking, but we have been growing that business ever since we got to about a fleet of 20 trucks. And then we wow. decided and, and it was great. It was wonderful. But we decided we can service so many more contractors and so much more business by working with other owner operators, which are single unit business owners in the industry. And so we grew that brokerage to over a thousand contacts in the industry and decided this is the business that we want to be in to help other small business owners. That is so cool. So you had a fleet of your own trucks and then you realized you could basically, it's kind of like franchising almost. You're, you're, you're out there bringing in all these other owner operators and connecting them to jobs that need to be done all throughout the state of California, Arizona. And you said Nevada as well, right? Absolutely. And what we realized, Wayne, is that these guys love to drive. They love their industry. They love doing what they do, but there's so many things that go on on the back end in order to make sure that that business thrives for their families that we set out to help them with that process, do the paperwork, facilitate the payments, do the invoicing, carry the insurances, do everything to help them so that they can do what they love to do. And these are all independent contractors that own their own trucks. Correct. They just love to drive. And and haul things around in their big giant trucks. 
Exactly. They love being out in the field, chopping it up with other truckers, talking to contractors, just doing the good stuff. That was a dream of mine as a kid. You know, I always wanted to drive a truck. I always wanted it. So maybe you'll, you'll invite me out and I'll learn how to, to drive. One Come on truck. over. I have one my heart rig. hat. It's a, it's a bright pink one and we'll get you out there. Bright pink. No, thank you. I, I, I need blue. Blue is my color. Okay. That is really exciting. So a thousand owner operators working through BT trucking as independent contractors hauling stuff around these states. Then you came up with a newer idea, which is to me is, is revolutionary and it's cap capturing the, uh, the, 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 the wave of what's happening with transportation and transport, the transportation industry started with Uber, I guess. Um, there's another company called urgently I'm aware of that does a lot of the towing stuff. They just were sold. Um, you created a company called Hallink. Tell us about Hallink. So Wayne, the easiest way to describe Hallink is the Uber of construction trucking. Okay. That's just the easiest way to understand the platform and the model that we have built. There were so many owner operators that were still operating with paper and pen. And even our contractors that we have, you know, contracts with and we do business with, everything is facilitated with paper and pen. And we thought, well, there's so many inefficiencies with all of this. There's delayed payments, there's delayed state reports, there's just delayed operations. So my husband and I went in and we developed a platform, a an Uber-esque platform, so that we can make everything for these owner operators and contractors completely digital. So it is a platform where owner operators can come on and find work for the next day. We facilitate all of their paperwork. We get them paid. We give all of the contractors the paperwork they need. And it's all there in a moment's notice. It's been I mean, that is, that is really amazing that you were able to you take this idea and extrapolate it into the industry that you're so familiar with which is a highly regulated industry. It's re regulated by the federal government. It's regulated by state governments. How has that impacted and you, you know, what you're doing as really Hallink a technology company? Hallink's a technology company. It's not a, it's not a broker. It's not a trucking company. It's sort of standing in between, right? How has the regulatory environment affected you at least so far? Exactly. So this is a free marketplace for contractors to come on board and post whatever projects they want. The problem with that is that when you have state and federal agencies that are regulating it, there are certain there's paperwork, there's reports, there's certain things that they need that we through our brokerage have specialized in over years before we ever even started the platform. So we know exactly the information that they need and our platform gathers all of that information from the owner operator beforehand so that we can easily generate all of the documents and stay in compliance at all times, which has been a game changer for a lot of our truckers and for a lot of brokers as well. The last thing that a trucker wants to do is have to fill out a bunch of forms, right? I mean, you know the truckers, you know the trucking industry, you own trucks. I mean, the, the, the other piece of Hall Link is connecting them with a way so that they can get paid faster than they otherwise would get paid, right? So tell us a little bit about that. How does that work? 
So a lot of our owner operators, they're single unit owners, maybe even up to, to four trucks per company. And it's very difficult at times to manage cash flow. When you're talking about doing business with contractors that are, you know, multi-billion dollar enterprises, they can sustain that cash flow with the state a lot longer than a smaller company can. And so what we offer is a faster payment plan for all of our truckers so that they're not waiting three, four, six months that now some contractors are delaying the payment for, we're able to facilitate and keep those smaller companies growing and thriving. And the company's growing really fast, as I, as I understand it. And to, to keep up with all of the growth, you need financing. That's one of the things that you all are doing right now is you're in the process of raising outside funds to help the company grow as, as you need to grow. Because as a technology company, you need to be able to have a platform that not just a thousand truckers can come to, but a hundred thousand truckers or a million truckers across the country, right? And I think that's what your goal is. Exactly. That's been our greatest struggle so far. And we've been so blessed to be able to create and start up and create the the process all with with our own uh, profits from the company Org organically grown yeah yes. bt trucking yes. i mean it's a very very successful company you're using your own money to do that there there comes a time when you need to start taking somebody else's money to help you leverage that what's the biggest surprise that you came across in starting bt trucking and growing that company or hauling What's the thing that just completely caught you off guard as an entrepreneur? As an entrepreneur, the biggest surprise has been staying adaptable, always adapting to new environment changes. We've gone through the pandemic, hyperinflation, so many different seasons at different points and that ability to be able to change at a moment's notice and still stay extremely efficient in your industry is something that all entrepreneurs need to know. It, it, you're not gonna have everything mapped out from A to Z. A business plan is not going to encompass all of the things that you're gonna go through as you're growing a business and it's okay. You just have to, to understand that that's the process and be willing to, to change with it. So what you experienced, I mean, no one could have predicted what happened in 2020 no one could have predicted what happened in 2021 to 2023 with inflation. And you have, it was a surprise, but you came up with a plan B and a plan C to be able to adapt. And that's what business planning, I guess, really is all about is being adaptable, right? And so you were able to do that. What, uh, in, in terms of the, the, the pivoting that you had to do, what was the greatest pivot that you had to make in these times with COVID and with hyperinflation, as, as you correctly alluded to? So in every circumstance, there's always a silver lining. And between COVID and the inflation and everything, you're, you're constantly being bombarded with the news, all of the negativity, all of the, the destruction and the horrible circumstances of events that the world is going through. And it's your job as an entrepreneur to pivot from that and see where is the silver lining. For us, developing out and starting an application company in the middle of the pandemic, a lot of people would advise against that. For, for me, I looked at it as a way to make our current processes and procedures contactless. 
And that would help this age of we need to have some separation. We need to have some, you know, more efficient processes for things. So the pivot part is really being able to take a different perspective on a situation and see the silver lining where everybody else is telling you run, 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 focus, focus, focus. I asked you about the biggest surprise. What's the biggest challenge that you're facing, particularly at Hallink, being a technology company today? What would you say the biggest challenge is for, for the company and you? I think there's a world out there that really promotes scaling a company and just how easy it is and how fun it is. And, and they don't really talk about some of the challenges when you're an entrepreneur and you're used to running you know, a certain volume of revenue. There are new skills, there are new attributes that you have to learn as you break your own business. Because each time you go to a new revenue level, you're essentially breaking your business, remolding the processes and procedures, and a lot of times the people, and then going to that next level with, with enhanced processes. And people don't talk about the, the transition and the amount of work that that takes, the amount of new skills. Every, everyone kind of thinks once you get to a certain level, then you're done and then everybody else in the company handles it for you. <laughs> and there's, there is some certain truth to that. You, you start to develop a team that really has your back. They see the vision, they see where it's going and they can take on more tasks. However, that doesn't mean that the owners of the company or the entrepreneurs get to kind of sit back and relax. There's still that momentum and that those new skills that have to be implemented. That's beautifully said. I, you know, you're, you're young compared to me. You're, you're, you're a kid. Um, you've got a long runway ahead of you when Hallink hits its super successful uh, point where you can exit. What are you going to do after that? What are your goals? Uh, your personal goals? How do you, how do you see yourself evolving over time? So I never saw myself as being an app developer. That's not like I wasn't a kid and I was like, yeah, one day I'm going to create this app for truckers and it's going to be so cool. I think it's amazing what we've been able to do at the, you know, up until now. Um, but being able to take that leap and start a company and do what we've done, I want to continue that in other industries. So there's an entire service-based industry full of occupational therapists, speech therapists, uh, makeup artists, service providers that can also have their processes and procedures enhanced along the way. So I, I would love to have an opportunity to help those individuals out. I also have a podcast now. It's called What Would Jackie Do? Oh, and awesome. I, thank you. And I really am motivated to help other entrepreneurs, other young men, women to take that leap of faith determine how to make decisions, how to make them when you're you're told a lot of things on the outside and still just go for it, even in the face of, of fear and um, and challenges. So to find your podcast, how do we go about that? So we are on Spotify and it's called What Would Jackie Do? And Jackie is spelled a little different. It's J-A-C-Q-U-I. And we, uh, we've been working on this for a while. We've got about 55 episodes that, that are cranking out right now. And we just love to chop it up and talk about life and leadership and making decisions. Well, let me know if you need another guest on What Would Jackie Do? I'd love to be a guest on your podcast, just as you've been able to be on our videocast today. What advice, this is the last question for you. What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur who's just starting out and starting up their business, what is the first thing that they should be doing or the first thing that they should be considering? 
couple of things. So <laughs> first, first and foremost, there's enough people out there that will explain how hard and difficult the road is, and they're all correct. But we wouldn't be creating businesses. People wouldn't continuously be doing this over and over if it wasn't worth it. So I would say that even in the face of understanding that it's going to be difficult, there's going to be challenges, it will be worth it. So you've got to take that leap. You have to put one foot in front of the other. You don't need to see from A to Z. You don't need to see the absolute end goal line, but you do need to take that first step. And I, I think a lot of times people want to have things 100% perfect. They want to have that perfect six month buffer of 80 to $100,000 in the bank account before they start their first business. And, and that's just not reality sometimes. And so take that first leap and understand that you're going to have to change throughout the process, but it'll all be worth it. Be adaptable is the message from Jackie Aramula. Jackie, if people want to get in touch with you at BT Trucking or Hall Link, uh, they want to find out more about your podcast, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So we are on Instagram at Hall Link, H-A-U-L-I-N-K underscore. And on Spotify, my podcast is What Would Jackie Do? I am so glad that you were my special guest today on Blueprint for Wealth. Thank you for being a special guest. Thank you for having me, Wayne. And stay tuned for an educational moment and join us next time for a special guest and special content on Blueprint for Wealth. Have a great week. Hi, this is Wayne Zell. And we're going to be talking today about whether a family holding company is right for you. This is an excerpt from my new book, Your Multi-Million Dollar Exit, The Entrepreneur's Business Succession Planner, A Blueprint for Wealth Guide, that is now available on Amazon, and it's an Amazon bestseller. So for your copy, visit Amazon. You can buy the book there. The overview of today's quick seminar is, what is a family holding company and what are its benefits? A family holding company generally is structured as a family limited liability company or a family limited partnership in the jurisdiction or state where you live, where you reside. It's set up to hold a variety of assets that you may own currently in your own name or in your revocable trust for the benefit of you and your family members. The benefits of a family holding company are myriad. There are many. Number one, by putting all of your assets into a family holding company, it provides centralized management and control of all of these assets with you being able to remain in charge, at least in terms of the investment decisions that are made by the LLC or LP. It also continues to ensure family ownership of the assets, but indirectly. In other words, let's say you own a piece of real estate and you've got three kids. On your death, instead of giving them a one-third share of the real estate, which can be very onerous in terms of how they make decisions going forward, you can put the property in a limited liability company, a family LLC, have one or all the kids in charge of it, but have centralized management and centralized decision-making at the LLC level. Most importantly, these LLCs are used to reduce gift, estate, and generation-skipping transfer tax, 
We do that by utilizing valuation discounts on the LLC interest that may be transferred to your kids or a trust for your kids. Because they're not acquiring a direct ownership interest in the assets, they lack the ability to sell that LLC interest, and it's called a lack of marketability discount. In addition, if it's a non-voting interest while you retain the voting rights, the non-voting, non-managerial value of that is less than the voting interest or managerial value. So those two discounts, lack of marketability and lack of control, generate significant discounts at which you can transfer a piece of the LLC to a trust again or to your kids and move that discount as well as any appreciation on the assets in that trust out of your estate permanently and avoid the 40% estate tax, 40% gift tax, and 40% generation skipping transfer tax on transfers to an individual who is two or more generations younger than you, like a grandkid. And lastly, the family holding company is a great asset protection device. What do I mean by that? Well, if you set it up in the proper jurisdiction, like Delaware, Wyoming, Nevada, then the creditor may only have the ability to attach assets that are distributed from the LLC and not the LLC interest or the LLC assets itself. So if somebody gets a judgment against one of the LLC owners or a beneficiary of a trust that owns a piece of the LLC, they're not going to be able to force a liquidation of the LLC and therefore it provides asset protection benefits in addition to the tax benefits. Again, this is an excerpt from your multi-million dollar exit, which is available on Amazon. And if you'd like to know more about family holding companies, visit our website at zellaw.com or buy the book. There's a whole chapter that describes the benefits of family holding companies. We hope you enjoyed listening to this educational moment and have a great week.